0: We are going to look into God's Word, and this is always such a very uh, sacred time for me, very important time. When we open up the Scriptures, we have such a gift in the Word of God and such a privilege to look at it. Es un privilegio abrir la palabra de Dios. And if you don't have a copy of the Bible in front of you, there are copies in the back, and I want to invite you to get that. Hay copias de la Biblia detrás, si necesitan. And we are going to look into the Book of Psalms, Psalm number 116 today, el Salmo 116. So we're going to read the first nine verses of that psalm. And next week I hope to maybe just wrap up with a few comments on the end of this uh, as we're, we're looking at Thanksgiving as a theme. El Salmo 116, versículos 1 al 9. There's page numbers there on the screen. Those page numbers will help you if you're using those Bibles from the back. La página indica donde está si es en la de atrás. Though, I will say, there's a much easier way to find scripture, which is to simply know where the books are in the Bible as you make your way around. Just open up the Bible and start hunting around. Psalms are right in the middle, usually. So, uh, hope you're there. And I'm going to read in English first, then in Spanish. Voy a leer primero en inglés, después en español. And what this is to set the scene, this is the testimony of an unknown psalm writer. It is the personal testimony of a person inspired by the Holy Spirit. Es un testimonio personal de un, un salmista anonimo. And because this is inspired by the Spirit of God, this is also the Word of God. So please listen to it as such. Es la palabra del Señor. I love the Lord, for He heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. The cords of death entangled me. The anguish of the grave came upon me. I was overcome by trouble and sorrow. Then I called on the name of the Lord. O Lord, save me. The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. The Lord protects the simple-hearted. When I was in great need, he saved me. Be at rest once more, O oh my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. For you, O oh Lord, have delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling, that I may walk before the Lord in the land of the living. Yo amo al Señor porque Él escucha mi voz suplicante. Por cuanto Él inclina mi subido, lo invocare toda mi vida los lazos de la muerte me enredaron me sorprendió la angustia del sepulcro y caí en la ansiedad y la aflicción entonces clamé al Señor te ruego Señor que me salves la vida el Señor es compasivo y justo nuestro Dios es todo ternura el Señor protege a la gente sencilla estaba yo muy débil y Él me salvó ya puedes alma mía estar tranquila que el Señor ha sido bueno contigo Tú me has librado de la muerte. Has enjugado mis lágrimas. No me has dejado tropezar. Por eso andaré siempre delante del Señor en esta tierra de los vivientes. So, I'm not sure if you're aware of this or not. No sé si están conscientes de esto. But there's something <laughs> going on in this room. Something going on in this room right now. That... Is a bit ominous. I don't want to be negative, but there's something ominous happening right now. Hay algo amenazante que está ocurriendo en este mismo cuarto. It's like a cloud that's over this room. Es como una nube. And it's something that's always there. It's always with you. It's always with me. It's happening all the time. It never stops every single second that we are on this earth. Está ocurriendo siempre. This is what it is. You and I are dying. Estamos muriendo. Now, we're alive, I get it. You know, we're all alive. We're all living, yes, but at the same time, we're dying. A la vez estamos muriendo que vivimos. In fact, death is never more than five minutes away from you and me. Because that's basically how long we can go without breathing. La muerte solo está cinco minutos de nosotros. You know, I had a pastor friend here from Tulare, Pastor Greg Hinnard from the Vineyard Church. El pastor Greg de la Vina aquí en era amigo mío. He passed away. He died of cancer a few, just a few short years ago. Murió de cáncer hace unos años. And in the last year or two of Pastor Greg's life, I would see him quite often at, at uh, association of church gatherings. I'd say, Hey Pastor Greg, how are you doing? ¿Cómo estás? Le decía. And he'd say, I'm dying. Estoy muriendo. And then he'd look at me and say, Well, you're dying too, you know. ¿Está muriendo tu también. I just maybe I'm doing it a little faster than you are, but we're all dying. muriendo también yo más más rápido que tu. Now he wasn't trying to be morbid. And I'm not trying to be morbid this morning either, not at all. But here's the thing. We are living in a culture and in a society that doesn't want to think about death. Nuestra cultura no quiere pensar la muerte. We like to keep it at arm's length. In fact, there's probably something inside of you. When I just said you're dying a few seconds ago, you said, no, I'm not. You know, you are offended maybe by that. A lo mejor les ofendio que yo dijeras que están muriendo. But we like to keep death at arm's length. In fact, there's a, a, an author, a Christian author by the name of Colin Hanson. He says, you know, with the, the scientific and the technological advances that we have in our day and age, it is actually possible for some people to live well into their 70s and pretend that death is not coming. There's another uh, pastor who has a book out right now on death and dealing with death. His name is Matt McCullough. And this is what he says. He says, when death is pushed out of our thinking, when we try to deny death and push it out of our thinking, death isn't replaced by cozy, you know, warmth and peace and happiness and good thoughts cuando queremos expulsar la muerte de nuestro pensamiento no es reemplazada por la calidez, la paz, la felicidad but rather what happens is when we push death away it comes back at us with other faces la muerte nos viene con otras caras what are those faces my college chaplain, Jerry Sitzer, wrote a book on that too some years ago. And he says, here's the thing. Whenever we lose anything in life, that's a form of death. It's a reminder. Any loss in life is really a reminder of the ultimate loss, which is death. Cualquier pérdida de la vida, dijo un pastor, es recordatorio de la pérdida más grande, que es la muerte. So why don't we like it when our team loses the championship? Not just because our team lost, but because somewhere in that loss, there is a reminder of death. Cuando nuestro equipo pierde campeonato, es cara de muerte. Why don't we like it when our party or our, our, our candidate doesn't get elected? Or our, you know, the political climate isn't what we want it to be because there's a sense of loss in there. And that loss can remind us of death. Pérdida de un candidato. It, it can be as simple as the loss of a job. Loss, loss. Of, of some aspect of our health or loss of, of money or loss of a relationship Hay pérdida de una relación, perdida de dinero. All these things can be reminders to us. We're trying to arrive. We're trying to succeed, Matt McCullough says. We're trying to get somewhere. We're trying to go onward and upward. But he says, you know, we really need to face the reality that on this earth where you and I ultimately arrive is the grave. Donde nosotros llegamos es el sepulcro, dice este pastor. So with that in mind, we come to Psalm number 116. And what we find here in Psalm 116 is... The testimony, as I said before, of an unknown writer. It is the testimony of a person who definitely is not in denial regarding the realities of life and death. It's a testimony of alguien que no está negando la realidad de la vida y la muerte. In fact, it's a testimony of someone who loves the Lord, and he says that I love the Lord because he heard my voice, he heard my cry for mercy, and I'm going to call on him as long as I live. Why does he love the Lord? Porque ama al Señor. Verse three. The cords of death entangled me; the anguish of the grave came upon me. I was overcome by trouble and sorrow. Somewhere, somehow along the line, this psalm writer went through an experience of death. Somehow there was a period in his life where death was dogging his every step. Death was nipping his at his heels like like a boa constrictor death had wrapped its icy fingers around this person and had begun to squeeze the life out of him la muerte como una boa con le había restringido la vida como un perro le acosaba and he was in a place of high awareness of his mortality estaba consciente de su mortalidad there's no denial going on here in verse 3 None whatsoever. And that's not all bad. Eso no es malo. Que no puede negar la muerte. Why? Because you see, when we understand our mortality, when we understand the reality of death, we do not live with a false sense of being in control. Así no podemos vivir con un sentido falso de estar en control. These are not the words of a guy who is deceived about his ability to control things. And so what does that do? That causes him in being more aware of death, more aware of not being in control. It causes him to lift up his gaze and to cry out to someone who would be greater than death, someone who would have an ability to, to be in control of the situation. le causa mirar hacia arriba Señor que sí tiene control de la situación. And that's what he does in verse 4. Then I called on the name of the Lord Oh, Lord, save me. Entonces, clame Señor, te ruego, Señor, que me salves la vida. As he's calling out to someone to deliver him from whatever this situation is, he's becoming more aware of God. And in becoming more aware of God, he's becoming aware of who God is. Así de Dios y quién es Dios. Verse 5. The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. The Lord protects the simple-hearted. When I was in great need, he saved me. He is aware of God's goodness. He is aware of God's righteousness, of God's reality. And in being aware of that, somewhere along the line, he becomes aware that God has intervened to put death at bay. forma, el que Dios ha intervenido para And that sense of God being there, that sense of God stepping into what seemed to be a situation out of his control, that then leads him to verse 7 where he says, Be at rest once more, O oh my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. Ya puedes, alma mía, estar tranquila que el Señor ha sido bueno contigo. This is a picture of contentment, of being satisfied. Está satisfecho, está contento. Content, Why? He's not content in his material possessions. He's not content in his great decisions and his wisdom. He's not uh, content in his achievements. But here's a picture of someone who is content in the Lord. satisfecho, no con sus posesiones y sus decisiones y sus logros, sino está contento en el Señor. Because there's an awareness that God has rescued him. God has been saved good to him so he's thankful Está agradecido porque Dios ha sido bueno con él now if you had a choice which scenario would you prefer i want to describe a couple of scenarios qué preferirías would you prefer to be on an ocean cruise, on a luxury liner, preferías estar en un barco transatlántico cruzando el océano, with all of the amenities, the finest foods, these. All you can eat bars, a salad bar and, and food bars every night and dancing and all the great activities and the, the most luxurious state rooms. Would you like to be on an ocean liner like that? Quisiera estar en un barco con todas las amenidades, con todos los lujos, knowing, however, that that ship is going down. It's like the Titanic. It's going to sink. Se va a hundir como el Titanic. Would you prefer to be on a boat like that? Or would you prefer to be on a little rowboat crossing the Atlantic Ocean with absolutely no covering, exposed to the cold, exposed to the wet, exposed to the dark, up and down with the waves, getting seasick. But, Knowing and having the confidence that you are going to arrive safely at port. You're going to get there. Pero sabiendo que vas a llegar ahí bien. You tell me, what journey would you prefer to be on? Which boat would you rather be on? See, contentment does not have to do with how nice our surroundings are. It has to do with that security that only can come from an awareness of death and an awareness of God. Colin Hanson, again the same author says, death awareness can be a powerful tool in the fight for contentment, because it gives us the true picture of what's going on. Estar consciente de la muerte puede ayudarnos a estar satisfechos porque nos ayuda a ver lo que es la verdad. It helps us to see the truth that when we are in great need, God has saved us. What is our only comfort in life and death? It's not that we have a chaise lounge in our backyard. While we go sinking down, it is that we have Jesus Christ who has died and risen for us and the promise and the guarantee and the assurance of arriving safely at port no matter what happens. No matter how much the waves will bat, uh, uh, come against us and beat us and toss us. Nuestro gran consuelo no es en tener uh, un carro de lujo o una casa de lujo sino en el Señor Jesucristo y la garantía en Él por su muerte y resurrección de llegar al puerto seguro y con bien. You see, in order uh, for us to understand the true value, the true reason of thanksgiving, we need to be aware of the things that are all around us. And so, becoming More aware of death is, in a way, a strange path to gratitude. I admit it, it's strange, but it reminds us that we can only be delivered through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ es una pa- una senda inusual a la gratitud pero nos recuerda que solo Dios nos rescata por la muerte y la resurrección de Jesús look at verses 8 and 9 with me versículos 8 y 9 for you O Lord have delivered my soul from death my eyes from tears my feet from stumbling that I may walk before the Lord in the land of the living. Tú me has librado de la muerte, has enjugado mis lágrimas, no me has dejado tropezar, por eso andaré siempre delante del Señor en esta tierra de los vivientes this is a description of a man who has a, a whole new perspective on his life he is living this person is living with a sense that they have been saved they have been delivered and therefore they can walk and live in a different way esta persona está consciente de haber sido librado y por eso puede caminar de otra forma Sometimes to understand the good news, you have to know what the bad news really is. And if you don't know the bad news, how can you see the good news? If we're not aware of what we have been saved from, how can we be grateful for such a great salvation? ¿Cómo podemos estar agradecidos por una gran salvación si no estamos conscientes de qué nos ha salvado el Señor? Turn with me, if you will. There's a scripture I think ties into this, which is 1 Corinthians fifteen, fifty six, 56. 1 Corinthians 15 56. Paul, the early church leader, is writing here and he says, The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. El aguijón de la muerte es el pecado, y el poder del pecado es la ley. This I would category, categorize under the, uh, the heading of bad news. Okay. Why is death so terrible? ¿Por qué la muerte es tan terrible. Because death is the payment of sin. The wages of sin is death. And the sting of death is sin. El aguijón de la muerte es pecado. And the prospect of death is not only the prospect of a physical dying, but a prospect of an eternity without hope, without God. I una eternidad sin dios. This is the bad news. The sting of death is sin. But right next to it, Paul gives the good news. But thanks be to God. Thanks. I can say thanks for this. Thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Pero gracias a Dios nos da la victoria por medio de nuestro Señor Jesucristo. You see, in order to be thankful for what God has done, you have to be aware of the bad news. Aware of death, aware of its consequences so that you can be aware of the great deliverance. Hay que estar conscientes de la muerte y sus consecuencias para estar también conscientes de su De, de la liberación del Señor and then he says this therefore my dear brothers stand firm let nothing move you let nothing in life or death move you por tanto mis queridos hermanos manténgase firmes e incomovibles. always give yourselves Fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Progresando siempre en la obra del Señor, conscientes de que su trabajo en el Señor no es en vano. That's the picture of walking before the Lord in the land of the living. It's living in a different way. You see, when we have an awareness of death, we can also then have an awareness of something else. In order for Jesus to be resurrected, he had to die in order to face Easter we've got to face the cross para enfrentar la resurrección hay que enfrentar la muerte de Cristo but it's in the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus that we are saved it's a strange path to gratitude es una senda inusual a la gratitud but in the light of that we can give ourselves away every day to the work of the Lord. My life is not about me. My life is not about if I'm on this little rowboat and I know I'm going to port safely, I'm free to live in gratitude for the Lord has delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling, that I may walk before the Lord in the land of the living. And I know then that what I live is not in vain as Paul says, Así puedo vivir porque el Señor me ha librado de la muerte, me han jugado las lágrimas y sé que voy a llegar bien al puerto, pues yo puedo vivir así, a la luz Señor. In 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 some ways that is the testimony of every follower of Jesus Christ. We just have to get in touch with that. That's my testimony. That's the, my testimony. It's the testimony of the songwriter. Some of you know about my testimony, my particular story. By all accounts, I counted myself as dead at age 21. I was supposed to die at age 21, by my reckoning. I was in a depression. You know, perhaps you've heard all the details. I won't go into those, but the, the bottom line is I did not expect to turn 22. I didn't expect to make it there. No esperaba años. I died. I had no hope. I saw no end. Talking about an awareness of death. It was on me. It had me in its grip. But Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. And he revealed to me that because he lives, I will live also. That's changed my life for the last 30 years. Three years, now you know how old I am, 33 years, I've been walking in the Lord, in the land, uh, land of the living, walking before the Lord, and I'm. it's like a bonus period. I'm on this stupid rowboat, and I'm getting tossed all over the place, but I know where I'm going, and I know where I'm headed, because of Jesus. God on the row for the sea my testimony, and when I have a bad day, and I have bad days, you have bad days, Sometimes I have to remind myself, you know, you're not supposed to be here anyway. You've been living in the bonus period for 33 years. But you see, that's not just my testimony. That's not just the songwriter's testimony. That's your testimony if you have trusted in Jesus Christ. And so I want to ask you this morning, what's your story? What is your story? ¿Qué es tu testimonio? We've been talking in the last few weeks about saying something about our faith. If you're here, you remember that. Estamos hablando de decir algo sobre nuestra fe. And so here's what I'd like us to do. I want to give you an opportunity to say something. You don't have to do it with words, but you can do it. Uh, that is not with spoken words, but with words. If you look behind you to the left, there you'll see on the wall uh, what what we want to create here today, and that's a Thanksgiving card to God. Queremos crear una tarjeta de agradecimiento al Señor. So I want to invite you. You have a a bulletin. If you have a program, there's a little card inside here, and if you can get a hold of a pen, we have pens in the back as well. We'll have some people wandering around. If you need a card, raise your hand. I'm just asking you for a word or two on a card. What's your testimony? What's your story? Thank you, Lord, for saving me from... ¿Cuál es tu testimonio? Gracias, Señor, por salvarme de X. Thank you, Lord, for saving me from depression. Thank you, Lord, for saving me from a car accident. Thank you, Lord, for saving me from a home invasion. That happened to me this year. Thank you, Lord. I was saved. Gracias, Señor, por salvarme de un accidente automobilístico, cancer. Thank you, Lord, for saving me from addiction. Thank you, Lord, for saving me from my sins, from myself and my selfishness. Gracias, Señor, por salvarme de mis pecados y mi egoísmo. Thank you, Lord for saving me from death and from hell what are you aware of the que